What does Dan say? Hey podcast listener, even if you are alone in your entrepreneurial pursuit, know that today, right now in your earbuds, you are joined by thousands of entrepreneurs all around the globe seeking to do the same thing you are. If you want to know more about this program or this podcast or want to get barraged by a lot of annoying pop-ups, check out our website, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Yes, sir. Corrupting the youth, another generation of listeners. Happy New Year to you, listeners. This is a, uh, a drink for you. Cheers, Ian. Cheers. <laughs> All right. Yeah, buddy. This is the podcast, the LBP, where we believe building a business is the best way to create more personal freedom for you, your family, and those around you. Those around me, of course, as you've already heard, is my captain, my co-host, the CEO of our Mediocre organization. Mediocre. A man who came to Bali in January because he heard it was the make it rainy season. I did bring my rain jacket. You did, buddy. And it has so totally been raining. January is the worst month in Bali, by the way. Yeah, I don't know. We always plan it this way, too. I think this is like the third year in a row. This is, let's hang out in Bali in January. By the way, the most high-quality problem of all time. Oh, it's horrible. If you guys stick around to the end of the episode, Ian and I are going to share what we truly believe could be the secret sauce to our success, and we're going to share with you a simple rubric on how you can apply it in your life. Looking forward to it. Let's yeah. get going. All right. So quick news. I just want to I want to brag a little bit that we spent New Year's Eve with Tommy Schultz and Brendan Tully. That's my kind of New Year's Eve. We spent it on the beach in Bali, yeah. and uh, man, it was kind of crazy, these guys and their fireworks out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like there was a lot of permits being... It was like a war zone, right? It was a war zone. It was an absolute awesome. war zone. Woke up the next morning. I, I could barely breathe. There's so much smoke in my lungs. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a good time. I mean, it was like a... You can't experience that kind of uh, 4th of July. Or, geez, 4th of July, New Year's Eve. I say 4th of July because I got confused. I never... <laughs> you don't usually see fireworks on New Year's Eve, but that's how they do it here. Very cool. All right, we got three new iTunes reviews, Ian. I think four or five, actually, but I got three right in front of me here. Uh, uh, the Brooklyn Baba says, this podcast is the shiznit. I think that's how you say it. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Thank you so much. Uh, we've got five stars um, from Kendra, who says, I don't think I've listened to the radio since discovering Dan and Ian, not only between their podcast, the back episodes, but all the cool shaz they're putting on my plate. I don't think she said shaz, but you know, I think she meant. Thanks, Kendra. Thanks, Kendra. All right. Uh, Mark writes us a question, Ian. He wants to know your advice. He says, even though I'm clear that entrepreneurship is the path forward in my life, his parents basically think it's BS. And he's okay with his girlfriend thinking it's BS. He's okay with his friends thinking it's BS. But it really would be disappointing to go the rest of your life and have your parents be disappointed in you. I know what you're saying, Mark. So what's the advice? It's like you guys aren't uh, psychologists. You're obviously a little bit disturbed, but I got nobody else to reach <laughs> out to. So help me out. Poor Mark must be on the rocks, man. Right, that's questions like that. No, I, know, I know where you're coming from, though, Mark. And uh, yeah, you want everybody to be able to share this cool thing that you're doing. You're like building businesses. You're making income on your own without having to have a job. That's like really exciting. We're raw, yeah. raw, on the podcast. And then you go home to your parents and they're like, what is it you do again? Why aren't you a doctor? Right. It's like the guy who goes on the raw diet and he's like, man, I just, I, you know, he's like telling you about raw diet all the time. He's so pumped up about it. 
And actually, raw diet's a lot easier to understand than a lot of this entrepreneurship stuff. We were making slides uh, today for our TMBA thing, and it was like the first three or four years of our business, three years, everybody thought we were crazy. Crazy. Maybe even the first five. <laughs> but uh, Okay, so I think the deal is that uh, you got to give your parents a framework to start thinking about what you're doing and uh, help them understand why it's different and what the benefits are. Yeah, well, I, you know, just to back up a bit, I don't think you need to be that disappointed, Mark, because it's going to take time. Like, people don't change their minds overnight, you know? It took us a long time as entrepreneurs to come along this journey. It's going to take your parents a long time of seeing you succeed over the course of many years to sort of start to understand. So, I, you know, they're not disappointed in you. They just don't have a framework for understanding what right. you're doing. And this is the case whenever in life you stand up and do some, doing something unique. Like people in your life are going to tell you what's good for you. Like eat vegetables, become a doctor. That's good. But they're not going to ever know what's best for you. They're not going to know that you should start a new service that empowers authors to get their self-published ebooks out to broader audiences as fast as possible. You, you know, unless your dad's some genius internet marketer, he's not going to sit you down and tell you that that's what you should do with your life. Right. But you should do that because I only got to get my ebook out to more people. <laughs> do that, Mark. <laughs> and finally, Mark, I think there's this thing, uh, there's this Derek Sivers article called Zip It that I really like. Sometimes we get into these, there's two, two traps that we fall into. One is you want to tell people about what you're going to do uh, because you're excited about it. And the problem with that is it can make you experience the joy of having accomplished that before you even did it. Right. And this is the classic overshare guy. Right. And it's I'm like keep your New Year's resolutions to yourself until you actually lose 10 pounds and then start telling people how you're going to lose 20. Exactly. And Mark, I'm not saying you're the overshare guy. I'm saying I'm the overshare guy. And then the second thing is the permission-seeking element of it. I mean... You know, I think the, this is where we first talked about when we were talking about Mark's email. Is like, why do you need to convince your parents about this? Why do you need their permission? Why do you need them to opt into this particular mailing list? Mark, this might be something that you got to go out on a loan for a couple years. And I, I assure you that these are the things that ultimately people will be more proud of you for in the long run. Yeah, I think it's really difficult to have unresolved conflicts, you know. And if uh, your parents aren't super happy with what you're up to, it's really difficult to operate that way. But I think eventually they'll come around to it, Mark. Yeah. And I think there's certain books in your life that you just close and say, I'm willing to open this when you come to the table on it. But I'm not going to be the guy that's trying to convince you guys anymore. Don't skip Thanksgiving, though, man. You still got to go to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is delicious. Yeah. That's a, speaking of delicious, it's time for some meat and potatoes, Ian. This one's going to be a really short and sweet one. Because um, we're going mountain biking tomorrow and it's late. That's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little behind the scenes. This is called A is for apprentice and i want to talk about where this came from i believe ian that the shortcut to success the people that are sort of in the stratosphere versus the people that are constantly struggling to either it could be at the beginning or it could be at um you know to get their business from 10k a month to become like a multi-million dollar shindig right okay so i've been hanging out on a lot of forums lately because i'm supposed to be writing a book so instead, I've been hanging out in forums. Perfect. Yeah. And you know what's interesting about forums is I was listening to Six Pixels of Separation, Mitch Jewell's podcast, which I absolutely love. And after Facebook, the number one social networking experience for web users 
is forums. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm a forum power user. I, I don't know, know you if are. you knew this about me. Well, if it, if it has oil and four wheels, man, you're... You know, because forums are really the best place to get information about uh, automotive stuff. Like, certain maker model of cars, it's like you own this BMW. It's like you go to the forum. You figure out what people are doing. It. You figure out the problems that are going on. I mean, there's no kind of resources like forums for... Uh, vehicles and speaking of information forums are a great place to get sort of cutting edge information about really specific stuff and uh, i was hearing this conversation a lot of times from individuals yeah yeah and i was having this uh, uh reading this conversation on on one of the forums and they were basically saying you know the number one value you can get out of this forum is that you can get information right and i thought Oh, contraire. That is not the number one thing that you can get out of this forum. It's a good thing that you can get out of this forum, but it's not the secret to your success. And I noticed this on a lot of the intro forums. A lot of people are coming there like asking, like, can you give me the piece of information that is going to get me from where I am right now to where I want to be? And the answer is, yes, we're making this podcast right now. Here's the two outcomes that you can get from you know, any given social situation. One is that you could walk in to a really smart person and you could say, hey, I want to become an entrepreneur. Tell me the secret. And then you tell me, ba 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 ba, and then boom, I got that little kernel, right? But here's the outcome that we're really seeking. And this is the A is for apprentice. This is the outcome where I take what you told me and then I turn it into results in order to show you that those results do indeed manifest and I use that to forge a long-term relationship with you that catapults my success. That is why Robert Green focuses on this apprentice master relationship. And again, this scales, this goes the whole way. Like, you know, even if you're at a million dollars a year, you're looking up to the guys that are doing bigger things. You're looking to the guys that are doing philanthropic projects. You're looking to the guys that are doing governmental projects or whatever that might be. It's like us still doing free work, right? We each did a little bit of free work this week for people that we look up to. Absolutely. I'm still doing the apprentice hustle all the time. I'm working on websites for free for guys that I want their agenda to move forward in the world. And I want them to take me with, I want them when they get to wherever they're going, I want them to know that I helped them get them there so that I get to come to the party. Right. That's exactly it. All right. So uh, by the way, this whole APHD thing, this is like sort of the center nut of the book that we're working on. So it's apprentice, productize, hire, diversify. A little bit of a teaser. The first step, though, is apprentice, and it's also the most important step. And you repeat this cycle as you up-level your entrepreneurship journey and as you go along. All right, so if you were in a forum with me, Ian, I would lay out this five-step process. This is my kernel of information to people who are looking for the secret sauce in the entrepreneurship forum. Let's do it. All right. Number one, in the apprentice relationship, you need to find the right target. And the way that you can do this is you can employ the look down the hall test. The day I quit my job, I had this weird sensation. I looked down the hall and I saw that I could potentially get there in a few years. And for the first time since I had that job, which I loved, I realized that that's not the office that I wanted to be in. Okay, that's a, that's a great test. Yeah, it's like I call it the look down the hall test or the down the hall test. <laughs> right. Nobody in this organization is what I want to be in two years from now. Therefore, what where am, am I, I going? Do? Right. Yeah, this is dead end. And 
you don't want to get into a relationship where you're doing free work and advancing people's projects and you look where they're going and where you're going and you're just like, this is not the right train. I think you can ask yourself the same question in your business too. Absolutely. Wow. I know where this is going to end up. I know what the top guys in my industry do. I don't want to be those guys. And it's your choice, right? You don't have to have that business. Thank you, sir. Seth Godin. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Number two step, Ian, you need to solicit the right feedback. And this is all about getting good at asking the right questions. This is a great part about hanging out with powerful people is that you don't need to know as much as them. You just need to ask, learn to ask them the right questions. And I think this can be solved by the right, you know, if you're in the right hallway and you're truly interested and passionate about the information, I don't think you're going to have a hard time asking the right questions. One of my favorite parts about being an apprentice is uh, asking people questions. But not only that, is having people in the situation that are offering the apprenticeship uh, give me their wisdom and like tell me what it's like to be where they're at. And a lot of people love to do this. They like, love I, that. Yeah, I love it when people come to me and they say, hey, and what's it like? It's to- like the paternal thing that Rob Hanley was talking about in D.C. today. Is exactly. Like, yeah, people love to be in that role where they're they're coddling people and they're they're like sort of helping them develop. That's a really cool thing. But one thing that you said that made me think about it is apprenticeships aren't on offer. Okay? This isn't, this isn't your mom and dad's world where you have a nice little resume and you go on Craigslist and you just like hope that something good is there. Forget that. Like you have to find these people and make them a target. Yeah. One of the most important apprenticeships that I've had in the last 10 years I just showed up to this guy's office absolutely, basically for a, a few weeks straight and I just wanted to talk to him, you know, and you know, my hope was that he would offer me a job and eventually he did uh, at a very low wage. So I was essentially an apprentice uh, for him, but I just kept showing up. I just kept showing up and I just kept talking to him and I just kept showing interest. Yep. And eventually, you know, he had no choice but to offer me something. All right. Point number three is where everybody stumbles in. And this is where you have to show the appropriate results or in other words, you have to become a magic maker. I think this is a heart song, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing. Notice that the ultimate ego bait in the world is making success with the information or process of your mentor. So if you've opted and you've found the right target, you've solicited the right feedback. Now it's like, you know how Shramko has like owned the race course, you know? Right. So what you would do is you would become a thoroughbred on that racetrack and demonstrate that that's a great course to be on. Right? Do a little trotting. I don't know if that's a good analogy, but you know, my point is like, is you have to demonstrate that the advice that they gave you was valuable enough that you were willing to go out and create results with it. And if you can continue to associate yourself with positive outcomes regularly, be a magic maker. That's it, man. Be a magic maker. And here's the thing. It's not that hard when you're focused on a particular, uh, you know, a, a particular role model, a particular business, a, a, a very small skill set. It doesn't need to be rocket science to create results. A lot of time, it's just the old-fashioned elbow grease. Let's just break down magic maker real quick. So let's, let's figure out what we're saying here about what makes a magic maker. Because it's not really magic, is it? I think, I think there is something magical about creative progress like being associated with positive returns and a lot of it is just about having a clear definition you know and not a clear definition about the types of results you're trying to create and not waiting for instructions specifically you know now you want to wait for the instruction as to like what the positive outcome is going to be right. that you need to create and then to continue to associate yourself with those positive outcomes look if, if 
and this is what it's called. It's like, if people look in your direction, it doesn't matter how, what the scope of your capacity is. If they look in your direction, like that person is regularly associated with positive outcomes that I've clearly articulated that I want in my life. That's it. Done. Done. Number four is up level those relationships by committing and being persistent over the years. I think the kids nowadays are scared of the term years, man. Yeah. Really. <laughs> I mean, but this stuff, it doesn't happen overnight and you have to play long ball with these relationships. So again, the way that you up level this is by you, you be persistent. You consistently do it. A lot of the targets, you know, targets, they're my friends, people that I've decided that I want to be associated with outcomes with these people over the course of the next half decade. I've continued to help and give and give and give in their direction because I mean ultimately that's the core of a great friendship isn't it yeah and people like I said before love to be mentors and I think they're in it for the long haul too you know they they see benefit in it as well like they get to impart you with their wisdom um you know you get to learn the same things that they get to learn and then you guys can talk about it at a higher level absolutely um so it really makes sense for them too I mean and here's the other thing I mean I've heard so many people bring this up in podcasts like especially coaches online it's like if someone takes rip pivot and jam and then makes a successful business out of it like when gabe opened up maven labs off of something that we said on the podcast it's like man well if he wants to come on the show gabe you're welcome you know what i mean like right. that that kind of stuff is like how hard is it it's hard enough that nobody does it and so when someone does it i even heard pat flynn the other day on a podcast say you know, anybody who uses my X technique and makes a successful business out of it, I mean, they're a shoe in for getting promoted by Pat because nobody, nobody does. So that I think is the opportunity. That's the hard work. And All right. And so the magic sauce, just to define a little bit uh, further, is like, I don't think that you can, if you, if you had to take the time to tell somebody your apprentice, uh, let's say I'm offering the apprenticeship, if I had to take the time to spell it out, one-to-one to them you know and it would take me too long right and yeah. so as as somebody that's offering an apprenticeship a lot of times you just show them kind of the broad strokes and when you say magic uh, magic maker magic sauce what they do is they take their own experiences and have their own ideas about things and they make it happen well part so of it that's is kind of why it's magic so a, a lot of these ideal apprenticeship relationships you're chugging on that beer so much man it's distracting i love it you just oh man <laughs> Just put it in my hand. Well, you know, here's the problem. I don't want to put it down because it's going to make that clank noise. <laughs> so I just keep it in my hand. Here's the thing. A lot of these apprentice relationships, you're networking up. And so you're interacting with someone that's a lot more powerful than you. So you have to maintain your own power base. Like that's what we were talking about. Like that's your magic or that's your secret. And a lot of this is by like not being needy. You have to be somebody who's like, whoa that guy really knows that stuff. And like whenever he gets involved, stuff gets done, you know, right? And I think that like, you need to keep that power base. Like, and I don't want to sound overly sociopathic, but like even years into relationships with stuff, I will never like overtly ask for a lot of stuff. Because like, hey, I don't want to tax this relationship because I realize that this person's powerful and that their time's really valuable and I really value it. And I don't want to, be the guy who's asking this powerful person for stuff because that's what everybody does to powerful people, right? right? It's like, you know, you know some rich guy and you know that he's got zero friends that haven't asked him for a loan in the last 12 months, yep, right? exactly. And so you had to be the guy that never, ever even comes close to asking this guy for a loan. Right. And I think that that's part of this networking up 
That's part of what's critical about this. All right, so finally, and this is related to what we were just ranting about, don't lose the opportunity for money. Uh, This is what happens with a lot of people. Um, Here's the thing. You're not in this relationship for money. When you make your real money, you're going to make it on your own. You're going to make it on your own projects when you when you own it. The reason you're in this relationship This is, is the reason you're making the money, though, by the way. Is this kind of information? Exactly. That's exactly it. You're in this relationship for the education. And so never turn it into this, like, primarily monetary-driven thing. Now, if it turns into, like, a contractor, a payment, I think, the, or, or some kind of employment situation, which would be awesome. You want to get employed, right? Right. Employment's a fantastic thing on the LBP as long as you're heading down the road and uh, the trajectory, as you'd say. So I think the biggest thing is you don't want to be the guy who's like this high pay and getting paid what you're worth. That's not how entrepreneurs roll. You want to be the the guy who is is like delivering 10x for what you're getting paid. Exactly. 10x. That's not so hard. All right. Let's get moving on to just the tips, Ian. So, when's your next uh, when's your next apprenticeship going to begin? Good question. Is yeah. it going to be you actually you took on a motorcycle racing apprentice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last year actually, I've uh, I've I've learned a lot about the sport and the uh, the business and all that. Yeah, so that's uh, that was kind of a fun one. I didn't really intend to make any money yeah. on it, but uh, I definitely did intend to learn about the uh, the sport. So, yeah, that was it for me. And absolutely, you I mean in that situation, it's kind of interesting too because. Once you've developed power bases and other practices, you cross pollinate them. So like you come into the motorcycle world and like people are like a little bit less interested in hanging out with you because you're not the best rider, but you've got this side power base, which is, well, you've spent the last five years developing this other thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like really valuable, especially like in those circles, like these guys don't know a lot about internet business and manufacturing and stuff like that. So yeah, definitely. You come into a... An arena like that, and you guys are you, you you have something interesting to offer each other, and at a fairly high level too. Speaking of internet business, you guys have got to listen to Seth Godin's Startup School podcast series. It's the butter, baby. It is awesome. It's the butter. It's I mean, really good. Yeah, I mean, if if your if your iPhone is down to the last syncable data portion, and you got to choose between the LBP and the Startup School, I got I got to say. You know, it's been it's been cool. it's been real. It's man. been a good run. I know. I mean, I know. That, it's, it's really good. It's, it's really, really good. good. It's yeah. so good. I love it. All right, so download Seth Gooden's uh, startup school. Let us know what you think. We'll talk more about that in the future. Yeah. Finally, you rubbing your your scapulas up against a lacrosse ball on the wall. Tell us a little bit about how you know you've been using the the, the sort of myofacial release. Stuff. Oh yeah, well you use it too, and I think uh, yeah, getting off the softball mainly because I don't have one here, but. We have a lacrosse ball here. And the lacrosse ball like really gets it in these cracks. Yeah, it's really good. So uh, I've been doing that. Uh, I got a couple massages. It's important and, for those uh, shoulders, for the hip flexors, rocking out those hamstrings, and getting rid of that Quasimodo computer posture. Yeah, buddy. So next week, uh, you have to tell us about your new yoga experiences. It's been fantastic. That's a cliffhanger if I ever heard one. Check out... Kanye West's See Me Now will play you guys out with the master. Uh, the petulant child reminds me a little bit of us, Ian. You know, this is an interesting song because when we bought our company, it was the first time I ever felt like we made it. That was like almost two years ago to the day. Like yep. we've been working hard for three years and then we, we bought out our third partner and I just felt like 
the world is our oyster, and I was listening to this song on my headphones, so I got great memories. <laughs> Riding your scooter around. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cheers, buddy. I'll see you next Thursday morning. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Don't be shy. We've got a mailing list, lifestylebusinesspodcast.com. Go there, get yourself signed up, and we'll keep you up to date on everything we do. That's your ass fault. If you pass on a kind beat, that's your last fault. Get what you ask for. I swear that's your ass slow. She got a big booty, but she couldn't drop an ass low. So you take your last so and rope up all the cash flow. When you getting money, they be all up on your ass, yo. When you getting money, cops don't let it. The past go straight go, to jail, go, yo. Go, in a hell go, right go, next to Lucifer. Go, tell him I said hell. I said, I'ma be that soon and tell him I said hell.